You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. to the Nick and Nolan Show, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast with your host, Nick Bat. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. And Bruce Nolan. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Nick and Nolan Show, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter at Bruce exclusive. Nick is on hiatus, so we have got another topic to discuss, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and that is what does being a process player mean? The thing that inspired me to have this discussion was some of the discussions that were had around our free agent signings, the Bills free agent signings, the Bills draft picks, and then the Ed Oliver situation a couple weeks back. And I think that Maybe there's a misconception out there of what being process, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, what being process actually means and what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have outlined through their actions that would indicate to us what the definition of being a process player actually is. And I have to give a shout out to a friend of the pod, Ryan Talbot from nyupstate.com and syracuse.com, who tweeted something that really inspired me about this. And specifically, he tweeted about Quentin Jefferson and how Quentin Jefferson was attempting to fight a fan one of the last times we saw him on the field and how I think the definition of process has been lost sometimes. And I think we need to find it. I think this is a good time to sit down and find it. So what I did was I outlined three traits of a process player. So we have three traits that make up a process player. And then I'm going to have three traits that don't make up a process player. So I have three traits as to what a process player is, and then three traits that indicate what a process player is not. And that's what that definition means. So when I say someone is process, right, he fits the mold. What kind of traits am I talking about? When I say he fits the mold, what kind of traits am I not talking about? Not the things that make you anti-process, but what type of traits do not necessarily mean that they're not processed. So as we go through this a little bit, we're going to have a discussion and we're going to go through these traits. And I think you're going to start to see a greater understanding for what it means when they specifically talk about the DNA that they want in their players. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean have spoken ad nauseum about finding the players with the right DNA. 
One of the things I think was interesting about this, as we get to the first particular point, is that McDermott and Bean have asked their players whether or not they have a chip on their shoulder. I think that's relevant. I think that the obvious answer is yes. No, no player is going to answer no to that question. So it really isn't a matter of whether or not they say yes or no. It's a matter of whether or not it was important enough to ask in a timed combine interview. So let me, let me recap that real fast. Every player who knows what's good for them is going to say yes to that question. Yes, I have a chip on my shoulder because of the trait that they want to exhibit. And that is the first trait, which is motivation. Motivation is the first trait of a player who you consider to be quote unquote process. So every player is going to say that the fact that they answer yes is not what's important. What's important is the fact that the team who has a limited amount of time at these combine interviews still finds it appropriate to ask face to face. And it's not about the yes, because we expect the yes. It's about how they say the yes. It's about why they say the yes. You have heard me speak ad nauseum about the fact that how and why are more important interrogatives than what. They tell you more things. They are more descriptive. They are more valuable. You are able to gain more insight from the questions how and why than you are what. So when I say, do you have a chip on your shoulder? You say, yes. Great. It's not about the yes. It's about the follow-up question. Why? It's about that way you say it. It's about how you say it. It's about the look in your eyes when you say it. And the fact that the team is willing to devote energy to a question they very likely already know the answer to is one of the reasons why you should be indicated that motivation is a hallmark characteristic of a player who you would deem to be process. Now, motivation can come in many forms. Motivation can be internal, which is what they're trying to get out of somebody when they're interviewing them at the combine. It can be internal as a result of an upbringing. It can be internal as a result of something that happened to you when you were younger. Maybe you felt snubbed, the famous Michael Jordan scenario where he still feels snub and that drove him because he was motivated. Maybe it's internal. Maybe it's external. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by external. The Bills have a tendency to sign free agents to shorter contracts. Why? It ensures the motivation continues. If you sign a player to a six-year contract, there have been examples of people who had motivation losing motivation. But they believe that motivation is so important, they're willing to frame contracts to make sure that's part of it. Now, that's not the only reason they do it. Part of it's cap, and we've gone over that as well. But there is an added bonus to shortening contracts to ensure that there is motivation there. So it can come internally or it can come externally, but whether it comes from whatever reason, motivation is something they want to see in their players, whether that's something they already have or that's something that needs to be cultivated more in them through their contractual situation. The second trait of a process player is competitive. You have to love to fight when the lights come on. Brandon Bean made a comment very similar to that. And specifically, it's how do you enjoy competing? If competing is exhausting for you, if it doesn't get your adrenaline revving, 
If it's something that you're not really interested in dabbling in because you like your security, you don't like to be uncomfortable, you don't like to push your boundaries, that is not something that lines up with their mentality. How do I know this? Because Sean McDermott is constantly harping on the growth mindset. If you do not know what the growth mindset is, I would encourage you to Google it, look it up, but it's based on a famous book. This book is by Carol Dweck. And it indicates that someone's can be someone's mindset can be either fixed or growth. It can be a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And a growth mindset, one of the hallmarks of a growth mindset, is being able to constantly be of the opinion that knowledge and ability are fluid and they can be stretched and molded and pulled and evolved. And if that's the case, you constantly need to be uncomfortable to go in that direction. And what is it that causes you to consistently push yourself outside of your comfort zone so that you can grow? Competitive nature is one of those things for people who come in and compete. The third process-related adjective that you could use to describe someone is football-focused. This is their why. Why are you playing football? Are you playing football because it is only a means to an end? Is that the only reason you're doing it? You're just in it to make money and get out. There's nothing wrong with making money. We're going to talk about that later. And this team clearly doesn't have a problem. They've mentioned this on multiple occasions when they talk about their own free agents. They've earned the right to see what the market gives them. They've earned the right to test their market value. These are phrases you hear from Brandon Bean when discussing free agents. It's got to be right for us. It's got to be right for them as far as the money goes. He's talked about that. I'm not saying that they don't want players who are business focused, but it's very clear they don't want people who are only business focused. This is not a binary yes or no. This is how much of that space is occupied in your mind by get the money, get paid, get out. How much of your motivation we talked about motivation earlier. How much of that motivation is because you love football? And there has to be a significant love for football. The things that keep you coming. The things that keep you pushing through your rehab when you're tired. The things that keep you maybe pushing a little bit harder and sacrificing a little bit more. Nick and I talked about one of the things that Sean McDermott says that sometimes people get very uncomfortable with is he uses the word love a lot. And specifically, he uses the word love because I am of the opinion, and we've talked about this before on the Nick and Nolan show, that love is synonymous with sacrifice. How much you love something is directly correlative to what you are willing to give up for it. Very simple. If I want to judge how much you love something, what you are willing to sacrifice for it is a measure of how much you love it. That's a Bruceism. That's not a Sean McDermottism. But... If you look at this and you say, how much do you love football? The correlation to that will be, how much are you willing to sacrifice for football? Now, you shouldn't be willing to sacrifice everything. You need to have a good work-life balance. You, they want you to be a fixture in the community. They want you to care about other things aside from football. But football has to be a big part of the reason why you're playing the game that you're playing. It can't just be, well, you know what? This was the most effective method for me to earn money. And I know that because of the love conversation that Sean McDermott has had. We are going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back. We are going to talk about the three things that when I say process player, I don't mean. Stick with me. Vacations can be tricky. 
You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this edition of the Nick and Nolan Show. I am your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter at Bruce Exclusive. We just went through the three things that when I say process player, a player who is process, I mean, specifically, they must be motivated, they must be competitive, and they must be football focused. Those are three things that when I say process player, I mean, that's not the inclusive list. That's not the only things that it means, but those are three hallmark tenets of what it means to be a process player. Now, there's three things that when I say process player, I don't mean. And the first is, I don't mean a Boy Scout. Now, it doesn't matter how many times Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott say this. For some reason, people still get it wrong. They've t- said over and over again, they don't, wa- they don't mean they want Boy Scouts. That's not what I mean. You don't have to help grandma across the road every time you come across her in order to be a process player. We've seen this. We have seen this with the players they've brought in. It has not always been clean, squeaky all the time. It has not been that way. We specifically already mentioned Quentin Jefferson is a great example. Tried to jump in the stands to fight a fan one of the last times he was on the football field. This is not a player like that. Shaq Lawson got in fights. He went and defended his guys. In fact, Sean McDermott was like, yeah, no, you know, you got to stick up for your guys. This is not a matter of they're not going to cut L. Oliver, guys. Because he got a DWI. That's not what's going to happen. Because being a Boy Scout is not one of the things that being processed means. Now, availability is important. And if your off-the-field issues cause you to not be available for your team, then that goes back to football-focused. If you don't love football enough to sacrifice some of the attitudes and behaviors that would cause you to miss time and let down your teammates, then you're not football-focused enough. So it's not, again, it's not a binary. But the fact of the matter is, you have to love football enough, but you don't have to be a Boy Scout. You have to love your team enough, but you don't have to be a Boy Scout. So this idea, you have to be squeaky clean, and if they're not, then they're not going to fit the process. When you're looking at draft prospects and you're checking boxes for people, it doesn't have to check the box for Boy Scout in order to qualify to be a Brandon Bean draft pick. That is not the case. The second thing, That being processed does not mean is it doesn't mean you're not business focused. It doesn't mean you're not trying to get the maximum amount of money. It doesn't mean you have to take a hometown discount to be on this team. 
There is no indication that this team will not pay market rate for players. And if a player wants market rate, they have to go elsewhere. We have seen that from this franchise before. Anytime we had a good player, it was just sitting around waiting until they left. Jairus Bird's a great example of that. During the drought, it was just waiting until the player went somewhere else to get market value because this team wasn't going to give them market value. That is not the case at all. Now, we've got to get fair value, and there can be disagreements on value for sure. But this idea that if you want to be paid as a market value player and you're not willing to take a hometown discount, a 20% pay cut relative to the market in order to say that somehow you don't fit the process. Well, if he's not willing to take a hometown discount, he's not a process. That's not true. That's not true at all. And I think that they've shown that through their actions. If you look at the contracts that they've paid out, none of them were crazy under market contracts. John Brown got a market contract. Cole Beasley got a market contract. You can make an argument. I would listen to an argument that Quentin Spain got a slightly under market contract for a starting guard. I was surprised by that contract and how small it was. But there's been no indication that if you are about getting your market worth and what you feel like you're worth as a player, that you're going to have to go elsewhere. And that's good. That is a good thing because that stuff gets around. The NFL is a small league. Agents talk. If you don't want your client to go to the bills because you know you're never going to get a chance to get paid that's bad and i think that somehow there was a reputation that kind of developed over the drought years with the bills and not wanting to pay but that changed and it is changed and it's not part of being process taking a hometown discount isn't what makes you process and if you're not willing to it doesn't mean you're not process the last thing that being process doesn't mean is it doesn't mean you're quiet. It doesn't mean you're not outspoken. It doesn't mean you don't have a big personality. Now, these might not be the Rex Ryan years. There are guidelines for the way that you want to speak to the media. And Sean McDermott has gone out of his way, specifically with Kelvin Benjamin, to say, hey, that's you know that's not the way we want to approach the media and things like that. But Cole Beasley is a very outspoken guy. We paid him good money and we brought him in to be a meaningful part of this team. Not every player on this team needs to be John Brown. The reason that Jordan Phillips wasn't re-signed with his team wasn't because he's outspoken. The reason that Shaq Lawson didn't re-sign with his team is not because he's outspoken. That is not the case at all. We have brought in players. Jerry Hughes got an extension. And he's very outspoken. He's flamboyant and bombastic. And he held it a ref and then 10 minutes later said, you know, I, I don't know what you're talking about which is still one of my all-time favorite Jerry Hughes moments, or maybe I should call it Gary Hughes moments. But that's not what being processed means. Being processed doesn't mean spitting out nothing but cliches, staying super quiet, and giving nonsense answers. Now, that's what it means for Sean McDermott, because we've known that Sean McDermott speaks in cliches, and he doesn't give out much, and there's not a lot there from a press conference personality standpoint. But it doesn't seem to appear that he needs his players to be muzzled in order to be process. So let's recap. When I say someone's a process player, here's what I mean. They're motivated, whether internally or externally. They're competitive. And they're football focused. They love the game. And that's their why. Here's what it doesn't mean. What it doesn't mean is they're a Boy Scout. What it doesn't mean 
is that they're not focused on making money. They're not business focused. What it doesn't mean is they're not outspoken. It doesn't mean they're quiet. It doesn't mean we have a bunch of church mice lining up in this locker room. I think this is a good conversation to have now because we're not in the player acquisition season. And so because of it, we can kind of put the pin in this, stick it away, and then remember it for the next time we're in the player acquisition season. The next time the draft rolls around, free agency rolls around, we can say, okay, we can pull out this out of our mind and say, okay, when I'm saying someone fits the DNA of this team, they are process AF, if you will. If someone is like that, what does that mean and what does that not mean? Because I think it's important we get it right because otherwise we will dismiss players that otherwise would have a chance to succeed here and we're not going to be prepared for their acquisition because we're constantly going to be surprised that the team picked them. And the reason we're surprised the team acquired them or team let them go is because we have a fundamental misunderstanding for what the process means. So I hope this was kind of a fun little jaunt. I hope it was a fun little opportunity to have a conversation about something we don't really have a chance to talk about during the season. And that is what being process means when it talks to the player. Now, that's a completely different conversation from trust the process, which is about an organizational strategy. That's a whole different story. We're just talking about what being a process means from a player standpoint and what it means to be process. So I have big news, ladies and gentlemen. Nick will be back with us tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow. Nick and I are recording together, and we are going to have an episode for you tomorrow morning, the return of the Nick. And it's interesting, he had he had something he wanted me to tell you guys in preparation for his re-arrival to the Nick and Nolan show. And he sent it to me as an audio file, and I couldn't really get it to... It sounded a little funny, not like himself. I couldn't really get it to sound the way I wanted it to, but I'm going to go ahead and roll it out for you right now, and you can just tell me what you think. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. I like a do the cha-cha. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. 
Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.